Hey, welcome to Pod of Mercy. I am your host, Long Hair Linda, and today's special guest co-host is... Rick Charles. Rick Charles. How are you doing today, Rick? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. Good. Well, I'm glad to have you on the episode. Um, I will get started with the topic in just a second, but I do need to do a rapid fire round with you um, just oh. to kind of get you warmed up a little bit. Right, okay. <laughs> So don't panic. It's only 10 questions and you have 45 seconds. Yeah, right. 45 seconds, what? For for 10 10 questions? (laughs) Yes. Loads of people have been able to do this. So no pressure. You're just shit if you can't do it. I'm absolutely fine being just shit. My fridge will say it, let's go. (laughs) No, I need you to be more competitive, Rick. I need you to be like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm amazing. I'm going to smash this out of the park. I've got 4.5 <laughs> seconds per one. I'll do it half that time. Let's go. Right. Light work. Easy. Okay. So I'm just going to get my timer together. Right. Um, are you ready? Yeah. And go. Lose your sight or lose all of your memories? I'll lose my sight. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Name three things you'd take to a desert island. Uh, cell phone, fiber optics, and a PC. Would you rather be rich and hated or poor and loved? Poor and loved. Name three things you use every day. Um, mobile phone, um, keyboard, mouse. Oh, it's a shitty sound. Bagels or donuts? Bagels or donuts? Hey. Donuts. 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 donuts Name one donuts, thing guaranteed. Oh no, you run out of time. <laughs> nah. How many questions was it then? <laughs> well, you actually answered six. You still had four to go. I smashed out of the park. How was that even <laughs> Do you know what it is? You were thinking too hard. You I just needed like to just could... answer. Yeah. No, well, I, I, I want to know. Questions, I can't do that. <laughs> I want. Hey, don't blame the questions because you're shit. I want to know the answers to the rest of them anyway. So mm. I'm just going to ask you. So number oh. seven was name one thing guaranteed to lift your mood. Um, my children. Ah, oh, number eight biggest fear. Um, oh, I've never liked these things, so I never fucking know what to answer <laughs> with. Because to be honest, I don't really fear anything. I just kind of roll with it. I hope for the best. You don't That's fear legit. anything? No. Um, I, I literally, I wear my hat on my sleeve and I, my whole life I've just gone with whatever happens. Um, I guess the only thing I'm fear of is losing my mum. That's probably the biggest fear, I guess. That's the only thing I can wear hands. All right, that's a bit depressing, so we'll move on. Number nine is <laughs> last thing you do before you sleep. Um, TikTok. And what's your toxic I'm trait? Um, I'm incredibly argumentative. Oh, what my God, is that not true? Jesus Christ. Yeah. So where we, I think we've argued yeah, every single time I've ever spoken to you ever. I genuinely believe that's just your part, though. It's not. I don't argue with everyone, so it's not me. It's you. Alleg- 
think I win. Hang on, you're breaking up a little bit. Say that again. I'm sure it was ridiculous, but say it anyway. Yeah, I said you're actually arguing with me right now, so I think I win. No, oh, whatever, whatever. Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I would say well done, but you did terrible. Uh, six out of ten is probably one of the worst showings, Rick. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You shit. So we're just going to move on. Some places is pretty good. So we want. Say that again. There was a really obnoxious motorbike going past my window. <laughs> I said sixty percent in some places is really good. Not on Pod of Mercy, it isn't. 60% is a fail. Big fail. It's fine. You'll just have to redeem yourself on another episode, I guess. All right. So we'll move on to the topic then. So the topic is a brand new topic on the show, and it's called Quandary Corner. So Quandary Corner will be part of a new series that I'll be doing on the show from time to time, where my guest co-host and I will offer solutions to listeners' quandaries, predicaments, general life dilemmas, and so on. So uh, if you're listening now, please send your dilemmas to quandrycorner at gmail.com. So that's Q-U-A-N-D-A-R-Y corner at gmail.com. So Rick Charles, you are my first ever guest co-host, which means uh, we don't actually have any listener quandaries to help with right now. So I had to scour the internet for some agony aunt questions from around the world. And I would love your help in giving your advice. And obviously I'll give mine too on all these issues as if the people that wrote them were listening. Is that cool with you? That is fine. All right. We'll start off with uh, somebody called Navy Boy. And his predicament is my fiance is pregnant and I've been sleeping with her sister who is also pregnant. I don't want kids. Should I just ditch them both? Oh my god, that is a that's a huge curveball, isn't it? <laughs> oh mate, do you know honestly, I think the best scenario for you to do is just be honest. Like at the end of the day, you regardless of what's gonna happen, you're gonna get caught out of you. Like nobody's that kid's gonna come out and look like you and you get them what you're gonna do. But like, well, you know, it weren't mine. Like, how do you even get caught in that predicament? Like, yeah, that's crazy. I think yeah, be honest. Just say say what it is and then work through it. But don't be a deadbeat dad, mate. At the end of the day, you, you put your dick somewhere, deal with it. I've got three kids and my eldest is 19. And he has two kids. Um, and I always believe, listen, if you're willing to if you're willing to mix it up a little bit, spread out the baby batter, you've got to deal with the cake that's baking. That's where I see it. That's, that's a gross gross way to put it but thank you <laughs> um i think honesty is gonna be the best policy it's a bit shit that um you know well, it's, a bit it's gonna be cousin cousin siblings going on there which is gross um and also the fact that he doesn't want kids and is asking whether he should just ditch them both kind of tells me he's going to be a deadbeat dad so yeah um, yeah, I don't know what I would advise somebody like this other than you're a shit grow human, up. do better kind of thing. Yeah, 100% grow up and be a man. Be a man, exactly. All right, let's move on then. Uh, we've got one from Perplexed who says, 
My boyfriend and I have a good relationship, but there are times when he dons a Darth Vader mask and refuses to answer anything, answer to anything, sorry, other than Darth Kickass. What should I do? <laughs> what a guy. I rate that energy. I mean, did she say she's been with Ferrari for a while though? Is that what she said? A long time? No, she just says she has a good relationship with him. She doesn't say how long they've been together. Yeah, I mean, if it's a good relationship, sometimes you just got to let the weirdness come out. Um, yeah, just it's all fun, isn't it? We get one life. Let's just go mad, do whatever we want, have a bit of fun on the way and see where we end up. I mean, I, I won't lie to you. If you're going to wear a Darth Vader mask and get your missus to try and call you, whatever your name is, I think that's pretty epic. I won't lie to you. Big ballsy. I'm for that. Do you know what? I agree. I think um, you have a good relationship. Otherwise, you obviously find this a little bit weird because you've asked, you know you've asked the question. But generally speaking, you have a good relationship. So why not? Just all right. You, well, he wants you to call him. Exactly, and she's and she he's showing her that you know he's open with her. He's like, yeah, this is what I like. Call me daft kickass. Like, if that's the worst thing that's going on, honestly, you're fine. Like, it's not. Yeah, you're winning. <laughs> it's so you're much winning. worse. You're winning at life. Absolutely winning. Yeah, a million percent. Cool. And he's gonna be right. pulling advice from his mates at the end of the day. Do you know what I'm liking this so far? We've agreed on uh, on both of them, so this is this is going well so far, Rick. I think we're doing all right. I'm a decent human being, even if I argue. Well, no, so. right. We'll we'll agree to disagree on that one. Um, I'm just kidding. Out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, so we have one from anonymous. This one's a little bit long, um, and I've got it from femalefirst.co.uk, but I'm going to try and get through okay. it as best I can. Okay. So uh, Anonymous asks, I have been in a long distance relationship with my partner for seven years. For four of those years, his ex-girlfriend rented a room in his house and he said it was awkward for me to stay at his. He also didn't introduce me to his family as he didn't want to upset his ex. I did meet his friends and we were open on social media. Since his ex moved out, he told me that he wouldn't see much of her, just the odd phone call. I recently found out that he has had two long weekend breaks with his ex in his holiday flat. Both times he lied to me and said he was going away on his own and admitted the truth only when I really pushed and said I would pay him a surprise visit. It also turns out that they meet up for lunch. He does her DIY and they text each other every day. I've now broken off the relationship as he says I'm being unreasonable and she is one of his best friends and why shouldn't they spend time together? For me, it's about honesty and trust in a relationship. I'm just worried I have been too controlling, telling him who he can be friends with. Yes, I know I should have run a mile as soon as I found out she rented a room in his house. So um, she doesn't really end up with a question, but I'm guessing it, the question is, am I being unreasonable? She says she's being controlling. Yeah. Um, I don't think she is, to be honest. I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit of a weird situation. I mean, would you, you wouldn't let your ex stay in your house if you've seen somebody. That is an open room. That's just weird to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, and then going out on like lunches and weekend breaks. It's like the guy's trying to have his cake and eat it. It's one of the best of both worlds. That's just not how it works. It's not how life works. 
like you either commit to somebody or you just don't commit at all. Yeah. So I don't think she's being controlling. I think she's being very reasonable. I don't think she's being controlling at all. In fact, she's been a lot more easygoing than I would be. I like to think of myself, I know that we just talked about how like we argue, I can be argumentative and all of that, but generally speaking, I'm actually quite chilled out when it comes to this type of stuff. Um, I think it's a good thing when people are nice to each other, whether they were exes or not. I don't think you necessarily have to be like, that person is dead to me and like never speaking to them again. I think that's also odd unless something terrible happened. Um, yeah. But if I was in a relationship with someone, so I'm not talking about dating or seeing or, you know, talking to or any actually in a relationship with somebody and their ex was renting a room in their house, I'd feel weird. Yeah, not to mention them hanging out together, holidaying together, and he's lying to me, telling me that he went on his own, and meeting up for lunch and texting every day. Like one of those things would have been too much. All of them is like you just you're with your ex. Like that's not your ex. That's your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's like your partner. You're lying to yourself. It's like you're trying to sugarcoat it. To trying to both parts. Absolutely. And if I'm going away with somebody, like I'm going away with somebody who are like, if they're exes, they used to have sex, I'm assuming, unless they're both asexual and they had a, an asexual relationship. I am assuming these people had sex. There is no way in hell you're going away with somebody that you used to have sex with to a nice place, to a holiday flat and not having sex. There's right. no way. Are you in separate rooms? There's a million absolutely things. no way in hell like if you used to have sex with somebody and then you go away together and it's just the two of you and you're on holiday you're gonna have sex am i yeah. am i wrong like you're absolutely gonna have sex yeah 100 it's like it, the effort is all that whatever you feel in that situation is gonna be there it's, it's you ain't involved in absolutely the conditions are too ripe like it's just too I, i'm a i'm I'm a big believer in people having self-control and like, you know, they should be able to be in situations that are tempting and be able to not do anything about it. But it feels to me that he's putting himself in way too many opportunities to cheat on her if he hasn't cheated on her already. Like, that's too much. Like yeah, even just definitely. texting every day with your ex, I think personally that's a lot. That's that's a lot for me. Texting every day with your ex to me means yeah. it's not over. Like. You can be friendly, you can be amicable, but texting every day, that's not finished to me. No, it's like you're, you're still you're still having some fun. Right. Like, I don't know, and like there, so he's, he, says, he says that she's now one of his best mates or whatever. And it's just like, cool. And yeah, I, I text, well, I speak to my friends regularly, either through text or DMs or whatever, but if I'm messaging somebody every single day and we used to be together, then that's not finished. Like there's that connection there. That's not just friends to me. I don't think that can be all the way platonic, yeah, I, at least for, it, it could be maybe for him, but it won't be for her. I know that for a fact, maybe it is for him in like, if we, I mean, if we put all the other stuff aside, the fact that he lied and went on holiday with her, that to me says he's being sneaky anyway. But if it wasn't for all of that and it was just a texting everyday thing, even if it was over for him and he's just texting, I don't think it's over for the ex. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, but even then, it's like you're just... Right, you're literally creating stuff that doesn't need to be created, right? Exactly. So you're um, giving this woman or whoever it is, this ex-girlfriend, 
leaning her on to believe there's something else there, which is, well, if you respect that woman, then why are you doing that? Exactly. Like, why are you doing that? And if you what if you claim that you want to be in a, re- a new relationship that you started, why are you messing around with the two? Like, why are you doing that? Because even if he hasn't cheated in the sense of had sex with her, which I 100% doubt, but let's say he hasn't, why lie and go on holiday with your ex? Why do all of that? That's just extra sneakiness that's, that you're making life difficult for no reason. 100%. 100%. Like, I know that, like, human relationships in general, like, doesn't even have to be romantic, but just human relationships in general can be complicated. But I feel like we go out of our way to complicate shit that does not need to be complicated at all. Like... Yeah. It's you're just creating problems. Like, are you have you not got other things going on? Why are you now creating drama in your own life? This is mad to me. Oh, honest, honestly, like I really like a simple life. Like, Same. Really, peace is on. great. <laughs> yeah, simplicity is easy. Like, just let it be. Like, you know, you. I live by the premise: you got one life. Just live it, enjoy it. Like, if something doesn't work out, doesn't feel right, then change it. Let's just do that. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. All right, shall we move on to the next one? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I haven't written this person's name down, so my apologies. I'll go with Anonymous again. So, my husband and I got a new puppy when she was about 10 months old. She likes sleeping on the bed with us, but sometimes jumps off and goes into her crate to sleep. My husband is crazy about her and loves it when she sleeps slash cuddles in bed. Unfortunately, she leaks urine in the bed, soaking through the sheets and mattress pad. And I'm now continuously washing bed linen. It smells terrible. I washed everything yesterday and this morning, everything was soaked, stained and smelly again. My husband says I'm being too picky about things in the house. Am I crazy that I don't want to sleep with the smell of dog urine? Rick, what would you advise this lady? Nah, like, listen, I think it goes back to living a simple life again. <laughs> like, if you know your dog is pissing on your bed, like, what are you going to do? Not let it get on the bed, right? That's just how it is. Yeah. Just, I, I, I don't want to sleep in a mattress that smells like this. Nobody does. It's disgusting. Well, apparently no he way. doesn't mind it. <laughs> apparently he's yeah. fine with it. Yeah, he needs some serious, serious help because that's not well. He needs therapy. Like, if you're like, you know what? I'm happy with this dog. I'm happy with sleeping in this bed with this dog. And I'm also happy with this dog pissing in a bed while sleeping it. There's some major <laughs> problems there. That's yeah. the thing. Like, it's cute that he loves this puppy so much. It's adorable. Right. I love that. But my husband says I'm being Listen, too picky I, about I love things. Kids. Yeah, no, I love my kids. Right? I love my kids. Let me tell you, if my son was prone to wetting the bed, yeah, he's not staying in the bed. No way. It's just not happening. He's prone to wetting the bed. I'm not, I'm not cleaning sheets just for the sake of staying in the bed with me. He's like, no, no, wet your own bed, and then we'll deal with that. That's fine. And literally, as she's writing this, she says she did, she cleaned everything yesterday, and this morning it's all st- soaked, stained, and smelly again. And the husband says that she's being too picky. Like, being too... I'm picky, right? I will admit this. I'm happy to admit this. I've actually done an episode with Alan before about, you know, pet peeves and stuff. And I have a lot of them. I I do. I know when I'm being picky. I know when I'm being unreasonable. And to me, it's not unreasonable, but to other people, it can come across that way. Wanting to sleep in piss-free sheets 
is not picky. <laughs> it's just yeah, that's, it's not, that's not a luxury. That's just not really a luxury. Not. It's, just, it's just normal. You just don't do that. Like, I'm pick, I'm picky in the sense of like stuff in the fridge has to have the label on the front. So like the ketchup has, first of all has to be in the fridge, and then if the ketchup bottle is facing the wrong way, I'll just have to you know I won't moan about it. I'll just flip it so that you can see like the brand label on the front. That's right. it. That is OCD. That it's actually. look, listen. It's it's my it's my life. I live it how I want. All right. Simplicity. Yeah, yeah. You said right. Exactly. It, it, it brings me not, peace. That is not simple. <laughs> it's a simple life. Look, I don't moan yeah. about it. I don't argue with anyone. I literally just turn the bottle. That's it. Just turn it. Same with you know the microwave. If you leave time on the microwave, personally, I think there's something wrong with you. But I will. I won't moan about it. I will literally just press the cancel button or the stop button just to you know go back to normal again. I find it I really it. annoying. I get it because I like I like organization so like cupboards or drawers and stuff like that I like things to have like where they're meant to be just yeah so, like, they have their place put them there that's all make sure they're faced uh, the right way so it looks nice and neat you know if there's random times you know on the on the microwave clock that's crazy why would you do that you wouldn't do that with well, oven like, why are you yeah, doing it with microwave <laughs> What is the purpose of you wanting to have the labels front and centre though? Like, why do you because do it's the right way round. <laughs> <laughs> right, just solely because it's the right way round. Oh, yes. It is like, the right way round. That's how it should be. But I, I wouldn't have a go at somebody else. Like if I'm, you know, in a house with somebody, like if it was me in this situation and I've got like a husband or something in my house and he puts the ketchup back in the fridge and it's the wrong way round, I'm not going to moan about that. Because I know that that's a thing for me that's not that much of a big deal for anyone else. I think it should be a big deal for everybody to sleep in urine-soaked sheets, is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Nobody out here is going, I can't wait to sleep in those piss-stained sheets tonight. The smell, the wet patches... The stains, like, no, it's, it's just a no. It's I, She's not being picky at all. And the fact that he thinks she's being picky is crazy to me. It's I wild. I hygiene issues, mate. That is a definite. Like, it's what, defo not washing his is, balls. Nah, a million percent. A hundred percent. I don't think he puts children on. <laughs> I don't think he goes that far. He is what 90% of battle rap fans are like. Oh, God. Do you know what? I've got to say, it's it's been smelling better. I don't know if it's because there's more and more girls these days, but it's been smelling better in venues. And to be fair, I've seen it actually, that in terms of the turnouts, it's been, it's not to say it's even, but it's, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's nowhere near even, but there's a lot yeah. there's a lot of women and I think we're helping because we're all wearing different perfumes and I think all those perfumes get together and just banish the bad smells that would normally be yeah, in these venues. I agree. Sometimes there are some fans not just fans, even battle rappers as oh, well. Oh, and battlers, mate. Do not leave yeah, them out. Yeah. Some of them stink. Yeah, they, yo, listen, I've had it where they come up and they've gone to high five, man. I've just got a wall of smell. I'm just like, mate. Oh, low fives for quit. everyone. Low fives for everybody. Keep your armpits under control. I quit. I quit. It's cost you a pound for children. It's not that bad. It's not. It's really not. Right. All right. Let's move away from smells. I'm starting to feel ill. Right. So the next one. Um, again, anonymous. So, my 27 year old daughter and her best friend, Katie, have been best friends since they were four. Katie practically grew up in our house and is like a daughter to me. My daughter recently got engaged to her fiance and announced that Katie would be the maid of honor. Katie's boyfriend is also a good friend of my future son in law. 
The problem is that Katie walks with a pretty severe limp due to a... I'm trying... This is such a word. Oh, sorry. I know where this is going already. <laughs> I just remembered when I found this and how horrified I was. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not laughing at a birth defect. I'm laughing at how horrified I was making a note of this one. Okay. Ooh. Okay. The problem is that Katie walks with a pretty severe limp due to a birth defect, not an underlying medical issue. She has no problem wearing high heels and has already been fitted for the dress, but I still think it will look unsightly if she's in the wedding procession limping ahead of my daughter. Oh, I meant... <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> I mentioned this to my daughter and suggested that maybe Katie could take video or hand out programs while sitting so she doesn't ruin the aesthetic aspect of the wedding. My daughter, <laughs> sorry, fuck, I really thought I could get through this. My daughter is no longer speaking to me, brackets, we were never that close, but this is her big wedding and I want it to be perfect. All of the other bridesmaids will look gorgeous walking down the aisle with my daughter. Is it wrong to have her friend sit out? Rick, advice? Mate, mate, mate listen, I'm just in a dead straight. If that was my mum, she's getting pads. That's an awful thing to say. Like, it's, it's a birth defect. How are you going to be like, well, you know, you know what it is? You just don't look like you're part of the normal group, so we don't want you part of this. Um, if you can just take a seat, that'd be wonderful. Thank you for partaking and turning up. But you look weird. Like, oh. do you know, it's weird, isn't it? Because we tease kids all the time about, um, you know, treating each other with respect, treating each other the same. And yet, as adults, we've still got adults that just can't do that, just can't fathom the idea that it don't matter. And it's literally like um, her mum has this element of shame about a friend, which is awful. Like, yeah, I'm glad the mum don't get to go. I hope a daughter sends her a shit parcel. A shit parcel? It. Yeah. Is that, is that a, a packet with some with some shit in it? Yeah, 100%. Yep. Okay. And I hope, she, I hope she opens it and it goes all over her living room. That's a, that's a terrible terrible thing to happen yes um yeah the reason i was laughing is because this is horrific and i can't yeah. help but laugh when something is terrible um the fact that she starts off by talking about not only how katie has been her daughter's best friend since they were four but how well, katie is like a daughter to her that's how she started yeah. this yeah. So somebody who's like her own daughter, she wants to either sit handing out programs or just sit out the wedding overall. Well, the thing, there's, there's, there's so many underlying issues in that. So it's like she's fully, the issue here is, is how she's perceived them. At this yeah. Time. So it's no longer about a daughter, it's how she's perceived because of a daughter's friend. Like, mate, sort your life out. So much And it's ego. like talking about how all of these other bridesmaids are going to look gorgeous yeah, and yeah. like how she she cares about the aesthetic of the wedding first of all people like that make me feel ill like yes oh, yeah. you want your wedding to look nice it's not even yeah. her wedding but let's yeah. pretend for a second right you want your wedding to look nice you want you know whether you've got flowers whether you've got whatever you've got a color scheme going on whatever you want it to yeah. look pleasing the right. people that are there 
are supposed to add to the fact that there is love happening in that room for however long the ceremony lasts right for the day or whatever it's supposed to be about celebrating two people who are in love and want to like join together in some union right sure if you've got a best friend who's gonna somehow look out of place or you've got this happening and that happening and it's to do with the people that are there like that's got nothing to do with aesthetic aesthetic is whether the fucking roses and tulips match like i'm I'm shit at flowers but you understand what i'm saying right the aesthetics are whether the fucking table decorations look good together and whether the cake has been done correctly to your liking with all the right decorations and like that's aesthetic the people that are there to celebrate this wedding have got nothing to do with an aesthetic and somebody who's been best friends with your daughter since like they were four years old and that you think of them as a daughter you don't want them to be part of the wedding because of a limp because of a lip not because she slept with the with the like fiance not because she did something terrible but because she has a limp are you crazy like you have to be an awful person to think like that you could say she's an awful human being to even think like that like to think that's okay and the thing is the fact that she's gone online to post this to for some sake for someone to go do you know what yeah you're right maybe she's like no you're you're a scumbag like you're actually you'd be a terrible person if this was just about a regular wedding guest yeah like if this was just a regular wedding guest that was attending and you were just like oh but they've got a limp though it will throw the aesthetic off this would be terrible then like you'd be a shit human then the fact that this is somebody you look at as your own daughter is crazy to me like and then, and then she just casually says that her daughter's no longer speaking to her and then says, oh, we were never that close. It's like, I know why you guys weren't close. You're an awful yeah. human being. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's because your daughter, you know, is, is being horrible. I think it's just because you're a... You're my just friend. shit. Yeah, you're yeah. a bit shit, mate. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. So is it wrong to have her friends sit out yes it would also be wrong for you to have any involvement in this wedding um leave them alone if you can't turn up and just be happy for your daughter then really go away just don't go just just don't oh i feel bad for her daughter i feel bad for katie i feel i feel bad for all of them apart from this lady she's not nice no she's an horrible horrible woman all right so we've got the last one here rick are you ready I'm ready. Can't be any worse than that, surely. I can't actually remember this one, so we'll find out together, I guess. Right. I have been an expat since graduating and have been moving a lot. More than a decade ago, when I was still young, I was in a relationship with a woman, Sylvia, in a country where we both lived. Sylvia wanted to settle down, but I was not ready to commit so young. We clearly had different expectations from the relationship. I didn't know what to do and, well, I ghosted her. Over the Christmas break, while she was visiting her family, I simply moved out and left the country. I took advantage of the fact that I accepted a job offer in another country and didn't tell her about it. I simply wanted to avoid being untangled in a breakup drama. Sylvia was rather emotional and became obsessed with the relationship, tracking me down, even causing various scenes with my parents and friends. 
Anyhow, fast forward to now, I now work as a maths teacher in an international school. I have been in other relationships since, so Sylvia is a sort of forgotten history. Sadly, till now. This week, I learned that our fantastic school director suddenly resigned due to a serious family situation and had to move back to her home country over the summer. The school had to replace her. We are getting a new director and I read the bio of the new boss and Googled her and was shocked to discover it is Sylvia. We've not been in touch and do not have any mutual friends anymore. I'm not a big fan of social media and had no idea what she'd been up to since the unpleasant situation a long time ago. Again, this hasn't ended with a question, but I guess it's what do I do? Probably it's going to be the end of that. Yeah, what the fuck do I do? Oh, um, yeah, there's not really nothing you can really suggest for that. It's like, just suck it up and let it go. There's nothing, you can't change it. It's just going to, it's what it is, isn't it? She's going to be there as a new principal. Just hopefully she doesn't make her life difficult. Yeah, uh, would you say would you say that he should quit? I'm assuming this is a he. Although uh, let's just say they. Would you say they should quit? I don't know because it's like um, because oh. <laughs> like how you know you're just going to affect your finances for somebody just because you know it's like you just got to let it. It's one of those things, and it? it's like you either deal with it head on or you run away from it. And I like to deal with things head on. So if this was you, what would you do? So like, let's say today's the day that the new school director is starting and it's, you know, this X. So if this was your situation, how would you deal with it? I would literally just speak to like a not like just um, something that I just first met. Pretend that she doesn't recognise you. (laughs) Just like, no, more so just like, um, oh, hi, what's your name? Literally. And they'll be like, oh, it's me. I'm like, no, I don't know who you are. Sorry, that's when you ghost me. I have no idea who you are. Sorry. That's, that's how I'd do it. Like, you want to, and if you want to be like that, cool. But I'll play the whole game and I'm going to level up. So I don't know who the fuck you are. That's how I do it. <laughs> don't know how childish that is, but that's what I do. That's extremely childish. Uh, if it was me, I think. So if I was the person who wrote in, I think yeah. I would go into work as normal, um, yeah. introduce myself, and then go from there. So, like, if if this Sylvia recognised me, which I'm assuming she would, because he says that she was quite obsessive and was like trying to contact his family and friends and stuff when he first ghosted her. Yeah. So I think. I would at that moment, like if, you know, she clearly recognises me, I would then have oh, a private, wait. Wait, private word with role. her. Yeah, hey? I got the roles. I got the roles switched round. Yeah, you so were I saying thought... it as if you were Sylvia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was doing. Yeah, he's a felon. <laughs> it just needs to man up. The other day, it was him as being a dick. Just man up, stop being a bitch about that's the thing like i think if she if she like clearly recognizes me i would then just like meet with her privately 
and say look obviously i know we're in a professional setting i know we haven't you know we haven't got the best history personally i hope it wouldn't affect our working life i just want to take this moment to apologize for my actions before i think it was like a decade ago or something um i would just apologize and say look i was really immature it was a really immature way to handle things i wish i'd handled it better but we are where we are hopefully our professional life won't be affected by that and just kind of go from there i think i'd have to if i was him acknowledge it and uh, apologize because that's the only way to do it yeah like even though it's got nothing to do with his work ethic or their working relationship moving forward i think it's important to at least acknowledge that you did something shitty and just be like look i'm sorry i wish i'd handled it better i didn't and i hope that moving forward we can just focus on how we're going to work together professionally kind of thing if i was sylvia on the other hand i think i would be kind of petty along the lines of what you said i'd pretend like i didn't even know who that was i would let them stew if i'm being honest like until they brought it up and apologized to me i would let them stew and i to a point where it would be ridiculous like i'd be like doing i'd be completely professional but I would just like hold tension in certain things. So like, for example, if there was like a meeting that I'd needed to do, let's say I needed to do one-to-ones to to get to know the staff or whatever, I would do his one-to-one like really like last, like right at the end, just to like draw it out, like little things like that. I'd still be professional, but in my mind, I'm like, I want you to suffer until you man up and come over and say, I'm really sorry for being a dick 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, fully like, I'm going to make this really difficult without yeah. it making it too difficult so it still looks professional. Exactly. Like, I would be 100% professional because that's what you should be and it has nothing yeah. to do with your work life. But I'm also going to make you feel like shit as best as I can until you apologise. Once they come over and apologise, I would be able to let it go, I think. I think 10 years is a long time. I know 10 years yeah. ago, I was an absolute dick. I was a dick 10 months ago. It's like, it is what it is, right? So yeah shut up (laughs) but it is what it is but i feel like and you have to acknowledge those things you have to be like look i'm sorry i wish i'd handled it better i'm really sorry like you don't have to die over it but (laughs) i do think you have to acknowledge it and i would be petty until you acknowledged it and apologize and then i'd move on yeah i literally be like look i'm sorry i did it yada 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 you know i appreciate that it wasn't the best kind of way that i did it um i would rather just if we can move on professionally so it's not awkward for anybody yeah that's pretty much it and i think if i was sylvia when the apology actually came i would then like as a way of easing the tension i'd be like did you realize that i was i was kind of leaving you till last and stuff to make you stew a little bit just so we could laugh about it do you know what i mean and then we could just move on be like did you notice i was being a bit petty okay great i'm glad i'm glad you said something right anyway agenda for next week or whatever do you know yeah yeah and just be like, I think the moral of the story is just be, don't be a dick and just be straight about the situation. It makes I'm life sure. 10 times and easier. You're not getting bit in the ass for some dash shit you did 10 years ago. Yeah. I think that pretty much covers all of them, doesn't it? Like, don't be a dick and also just be straight. Oh, yeah. and um, don't make things difficult for yourself. I think that was one of the other ones as well. Like, just simple. Oh, simple. Simple, simple peaceful. Simple. Yeah. Like just simplicity, like that is 
pretty much the only way it's got to be. If you don't like something, change it. Like, I, I, literally, that is the whole life. That's what the premise of life is, man. You don't like it, change it. You can't do anything else. Just get on with it, roll with it. Change the outcome of the situation. Don't like that person? Cool. Don't mix with them. Don't like who you're with? Cool. Don't be with them. That's it. No, it, it, the sooner you get over the fact that nobody cares who you are, the better. Have you, um, have you ever thought about motivational speaking as a profession, Rick? Yeah, I think I've been really good at it. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'd just be that dead honest person in the background, like, well, don't be a dick, mate, and that's probably what will, it will happen again. I can see you doing, like, you know, TED Talks, starting with, well, you know what, nobody cares who you are. Just yeah, starting yeah. like that, I think that would be well, that's a strong true. start. Yeah, that should even it's be true. the name of your TED Talk, I think. Yeah, nobody cares who you are. Nobody. The world knows you nothing. Get up, buttercup, stop being a bitch. Let's go with it. By Rick one. Charles. Perfect. Rick I think Charles. that works. I think I that think works. Call that. That's the next podcast name. That's what it should be. Go. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. All right. Well, we're on to the final segment of the show, Rick. Uh, so this segment yeah. is called Mahakama, and that is a Swahili word that means court or specifically high court. Um, so this is the segment of the podcast, Rick, where I like to um, basically judge people, things. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be less judgmental in my life. Do not make a comment here that I'm not leaving a space for you to say anything. Um, I'm trying to be less judgmental in my life because at times I can be a little bit judgmental. I want to show more grace. And I figured if I had a spot in my podcast every couple of weeks where I could just, you know, get that judgmental shit out, then I'd, I'd be all right the rest of the time. Okay. Okay. So normally I would have something that's happened in the news or it could be anything. Um, and I had this one set up, but I might do a twofer because um, I want to talk about something else with you as well while I have you here. So I'll do the one I, I put here initially, and it's from the uh, Am I the Asshole subreddit. Um, do you frequent this subreddit at all? Are you a Reddit person? Uh, I do use um, Reddit, yeah. Yep. So I love this subreddit. Am I the Arsehole is one of my favorite ones. I've known about it for years and I, it's constant entertainment. It's just great. It never fails me. So um, I've got an Am I the Arsehole here from a while back that uh, says, Am I the Arsehole for telling the professor that my friend cheated from her phone during the midterms? So in this segment, I forgot to say, you just say mercy or no mercy. Um, so in this case, obviously they're asking if they're an asshole for it. For me, it's more a case of if somebody did this to you, would you give them mercy or no mercy? So you were cheating, your mate noticed, and your mate told on you saying that you cheated. Grass. Um, so you say grass, he grass. Yeah. That's what he did. So yeah. would you have mercy or no mercy on a grass? Yeah, no mercy. Like, listen, there's, I think there's, there's, there's elements to it, like what you're grassing on. But like, what does it benefit this person to do that? Like, mm-hmm. why? Like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not condoning cheating. Don't cheat, fucking hell. You know what I mean? But at the same time, don't be aggressive about it either. Agreed. I think I think that's the main thing for me. It's like, if that's your friend, because that's what it says here, my friend. So if that's your mate, it doesn't affect you if they cheat. Don't you want your friends to do well? Sure, cheating is not good, but maybe they felt like, I'm not ready for this, I'm going to absolutely fail. It's an exam that's not going to impact your, their result isn't going to impact your life in any way. If they're going to cheat to get a decent grade out of it because they didn't have enough time to study or whatever the case may be, 
what the fuck is it to you? Why are you telling yeah. on them? I mean, you can feel strongly about cheating and talk to them afterwards and be like, hey, I'm why don't you try fucking studying like the rest of us? You can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or but even telling. in the same manner, like, like, mate, I don't know if you know this, but I can see you on your phone, which means at some point the teacher is probably going to catch you on your phone if you smile. Yeah, do better kind of thing, rather than yeah. actually being the one to go tell. That's crazy yeah. to me. Absolutely no mercy. I would not be friends with somebody on. like that. You don't grass on. You don't grass on your mates. It's not what you do. You yeah. have your back. You have your mates back no matter what. And if they're shit, then you just stop being mates with them. If you really can't have their back, stop being mates with them. But going yeah. and telling on them is crazy to me. Agreed. Yeah. No mercy. No um. Mercy. All right. And then the other thing I wanted to talk about. Um. I before usually don't do two. Before we do this, Go we've on. agreed on absolutely everything so far tonight, Linda. It's so, mad, isn't it? I feel like we're just the same people. That's why we clash. That might be it, you know. That's that might be it. Difference. It might be why we argue all the time, because we're literally the same person, probably. Yeah. I Although agree. I think you're a bit more mean than me. You're like you're like the... Like, if I had a devil on my shoulder, you're the devil. Like, you know, if I had a devil yeah. on an angel, I think you're more the devil side. I would definitely be the most honest person ever in the room. Facts. But also mean, like you're mean for no reason. Even when there's like you wasn't even asked, you just be you just be a dick for like to your mates as well. It's like you don't do it to anyone that you don't talk to. But it's just like you're just me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. But it's fun, isn't it? It's all fun. To be honest, I blame that sort of thing from working at the prison service. That's what I blame it on because that was literally the only way to be in that place. Wasn't be to mean to prisoners, but like you had that level of banter where you were just absolute cunts to each other, and it was fine, and everybody enjoyed it, and then you just sort of trails on. And so now so you're on. just taking that into your everyday life. Pretty much, yeah. And I find, and to be honest, I find great joy out of it. So yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, right. Okay. Have you been paying attention to Twitter? I know that you are on there sometimes. I see yeah. you. Now. Um, yeah, yeah. So Elon Musk just bought Twitter. Yep, yeah. five billion or something like that. Forty-five billion dollars. Yeah, it's about thirty-four yeah. UK, I think. About thirty-four billion, um, something like that. So, um, I just wanted to get your quick thoughts on it. I mean, in the style of this segment of the show, there's obviously been a couple of different viewpoints on there. So you've got majority of people being like, "Well, Twitter's over," kind of thing, and then you've got other people who are like, "Why do you guys hate Elon Musk so much? Like, yeah, he could have ended world hunger, but it's his money, and he gave this much to charity." And da da da. So there's like two main sides of it. Well, I mean, there's also a third side of people who just don't give a shit. We're not talking about mm -hmm. them right now. So <laughs> I just wanted to get your thoughts first of all, which camp you more identify with um, um well um i don't know i know I, quite, I know bits about elon Musk because i find him an interesting person he's actually really super clever and he's autistic as well he's on the asperger's um thing really, whatever you want to call it Spectrum. um yeah that's correct um so just out of interest um i was kind of curious who he was and what he did but he um I don't think the idea of buying Twitter is a bad thing in terms of, like, that's what he wants to do. Shit, he's going to bring in an edit version for Twitter so you can edit your post. That's fucking progress. We've needed that for years. Um, but in terms of him as a person, I can't really give a, enough information without going, yeah, that's definitively what it is. And can he end world hunger? No. 
I don't think one person can end world hunger. It's impossible. There just isn't enough the, it's the, the resources out there to do that as one person. Well, from what right. I've from what I've seen, he posted a um, a challenge because I think it might have been who had said somebody. No, the yeah, UN. Yeah, I've seen it. The yeah. UN had said, and I actually saw this at the time. Not now, people are using it as a one upper type thing, which is you know what yeah. social media is now. But I did remember seeing at the time that um, somebody had said, I think it, some UN advisory board or something had said to him that six billion US would end world hunger temporarily, like for a certain period of time. I don't know if it was like a year or something like that. And yeah. so he then said, okay, cool. I'll donate that 6 billion to end it. If you can give me a detailed breakdown of how uh-huh. that money would be spent and how that would then result in world hunger, hunger, sorry, ending for the year or whatever the period of time was. Yeah. I, I didn't hear it. anything about it ever since, but what I've been seeing since this announcement of him buying Twitter is that the advisory board did send him a breakdown and then nothing ever happened like he never he never gave them any money no one ever spoke about it again um i don't know if that is true i've seen a couple of different sources say that they did send him a breakdown but i've not seen like something from the un themselves if that makes sense saying this is what we sent so i don't know if that's true it's um interesting, isn't it? yeah but somebody else had said um one of the people from the other camp of you know he donates money all the time blah 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 blah, said that last year he donated like 5.7 billion to different charities which is close to the 6 billion that would have ended world hunger so their argument is yeah okay fine he didn't give the 6 billion but he donated almost that anyway to charities last year so it's his money he can do what he wants with it so that's that's the argument on that one there's enough there's enough money in tax to stop world hunger. There's enough money on it. It's unfortunately what you have is greed and people that like to take from pots. It's the same, so for the same principle. Um I, I don't know what obviously charities Elon Musk goes to or what he gives to. Uh, one of the fundamental reasons why I hate giving to charity events, or it's not charity events, but charities in general, is because for what you give, there is so much money to go towards admin and CEOs. It's like, well, if it's a charity, why why we're we taking cuts out of that for people's mouths? Like it's and I appreciate admin is something that needs to be done, but sure there's there's ways of doing it. So I'm very skeptical about charities. Yeah, I get that about charities because they will have overheads. Um yeah. and obviously they're non they're supposed to be non profits, but they do have overhead. So the money doesn't a hundred percent go to whatever the cause is in that sense. Um yeah. I will say though, you mentioned about um these sort of issues could be ended via tax. That's not true and not just because of the misuse of tax. There are way too many tax loopholes for rich people, and that is how tax was designed. Oh, yeah, so, I find it really yeah, yeah. like quite annoying that people still are shocked by how wealthy people get out of paying tax. Like that's what tax was. Like tax was like kings and stuff being like all of these people are working class. We need their money to do things that we all need done but (laughs) 
so but they they're not going to tax each other so that wouldn't they're not going to suddenly now get a conscience and be like oh let's just tax ourselves the way that we should be no yeah. they're not going to do that i know it's not necessarily kings and stuff now but the people that rule the world are not going to suddenly start taxing themselves they're not going to do that so no that's what it I'm annoys me saying. it annoys I'm... me that people are always so shocked that wealthy yeah. people don't pay tax for no. me it's a case of because I know one of the arguments is, you know, because obviously he's so wealthy, he's managed to pay zero in income tax or whatever. Um, and the argument is always, yeah, but Tesla paid this much in wage taxes and da 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 da, fine. But there isn't enough tax money to begin with because there are so many loopholes for wealthy people. And if everyone yeah. actually did pay their fair share, we would never have cert the certain issues just wouldn't exist. But then this they wouldn't be as rich out. as they are. Like you yeah, have to yeah. remember, like <clears throat> capitalism as a system, and this isn't you know going to turn into some kind of leftist argument. But capitalism as a system is designed that there has to be poverty and there have to be these issues that are created out of poverty in order for super rich people to exist like we're talking that rich like i can spend 45 billion today and still be the richest person tomorrow like that type yeah. of rich do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's like not not this person who has a few million as if i'm i'm trivializing that i'm not but not this you know celeb that has a few million a decent following and has a couple houses no that's not the rich we're talking about we're talking about elon musk jeff Bezos, this this type of rich so yeah yeah but that type of super they have rich enough to money exist. between them Exactly. Yeah, it isn't it's just not required. It isn't required. You don't. You do not need that level of amount. There's not. Listen, it's just, hoarding. It it's actually hoarding. Yeah, you will yeah. never spend that in your lifetime. Neither will your children, or your children's children, or their children. It's not spendable type of money. But you can't get this unspendable type of money without a lot of people being very, very poor. It doesn't work. You can't get it otherwise. Yeah, and I'm not, for, and I'm really not against people being welfare. I'm fine with At people all. being welfare. Yeah, yeah, it's like be welfare, but just pay your fair share like everybody else. That's, that's that it. it. It's not, it's not complicated. Simple. Back to the thing again. Just be simple. Make things simple. That's all. Hundred percent. Um, so yeah, so I wanted to get your mercy or no mercy, went on a tiny bit off on a tangent there, but mercy or no mercy for both camps, because I find it very interesting that both camps are just kind of arguing with each other on Twitter. Um, and also, <laughs> I want um, people like Jamil, Jam Jamila Jamil and other celebrities like that are kind of saying, well, I'm not tweeting anymore, I'm getting off Twitter, blah, blah, blah. Right, so mercy or no mercy for the camp that is on Elon's side and basically fighting Elon Musk's battles <laughs> online? Uh, do you know, I feel like it's going to be one of those things. I am that person that doesn't give a shit. So it'd be like, meh, if he wants to do it, do it, then do it. So yeah. I'm going to say, um, I'm going to say, uh, no mercy. Oh, thank God. I thought we were about to disagree then. Yeah, yeah, no, no mercy. mercy. I'm sorry, but if like the richest man in the world does not, I, I don't know if it's him or Jeff at the minute, but either number one or number two richest people in the world doesn't need you fucking earning twenty five grand a year sitting on your phone uh -huh. bored at work fighting their battles on Twitter. That's the last person that needs it. They put off that. They love that. 
go oh, do right. something go do something important <laughs> go do something yeah, else yeah. or get some jokes yeah. off even if it's not important get some jokes off do send some memes that's a much better use of your time than fucking fighting battles that one or two of the richest people on earth like doesn't need you doing that it's weird yeah. weird behavior i'll never agreeing. understand it they don't need you backing them shut up forever um no mercy yeah. what about they for the other camp that. that's like we're leaving Twitter. We're going to do this. And this is crazy. This is terrible. This is the worst day on earth. Mercy or no mercy for them. Um, uh, no mercy. Stop being <laughs> babies. Oh, he's took away my favourite toy. Oh, it's like, grow up, mate. If you're that <laughs> asked about somebody buying Twitter, because, I don't know, because you don't agree with him, it's like, shut sure. Said, I'm sure... Uh, which is kind of interesting because I'm sure if most people who say I am pro-Palestinian, which is really getting onto his politics now, but after t- technologies um, and equipment are in all your mobile phones, in your Xboxes, in your TVs, if you was that pro, you'd be like, you know what, I'm not buying anything from anybody at any point. You just can't live like that. It's impossible. Do you know what? I'm going to say I'm I'm teetering on mercy here and I'll tell you why. Because I'm a bit of a hypocrite, and I think we're all a bit of hypocrites when it suits us. Um, Yeah. I think you can be against child labour and still own an iPhone. I think those two things, unfortunately, can exist because you can be hypocritical to some some extent. Um, I will own an iPhone. You can't pay me enough to have one. Oh, God, you're an Android user. This all makes so much sense now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, but I think I'm more inclined to give people mercy, the mercy who are like, this is shit, um, this shouldn't be happening, and posting things that show him as a shit person. Because I think, while I am a hypocrite, I think it would be too hypocritical for me to say no mercy, because I did last night when the buy went through, say, well, this has been fun, friends, right? I'm more, I'm, I, I'm in the middle in the sense of I don't care, but I do a little bit. Does that make sense? I care enough because I don't like Elon Musk. So I care enough to kind of maybe share the odd thing, not enough to boycott Twitter, not enough to go on a rampage and all that, but it feels like it would be too hypocritical for me to give those people no mercy because I share some of their stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I just don't care at all. You're just very in the middle, like very, I don't give a shit either way. Whereas I'm, I don't give a shit, but I'm leaning more to the, the ones that do give a shit. Yeah. I mean, I might just, I might just for the sake of it, lean a little bit to the people that are defending him for a (laughs) buzz. Just because you (laughs) like carnage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why not go mad? Um, But yeah, I think at the end of the day, rich people are going to buy whatever the fuck they want and do whatever the fuck they want. At the end of the day, just what they're doing it. That's how they live. Literally, it's like a rich, like rich men owned it before, and now another rich man owns it. Like if we look at it that way, not much has changed. Um, I disagree about the edit button thing as well. I hate to disagree again because we've been doing so well, but um, I, I was very much the like very much one that was like, why do we not have an edit button? But the more I think about it, every other platform pretty much that's popular has an edit button. It's kind of cool that Twitter doesn't. Uh, no, it's not. It's really annoying. 
Well, you post something and you're like, oh, for fuck It is sake. annoying having to delete an entire tweet and rewrite it because one word is misspelled. I'll give you that, well, I but... Well, I won't rewrite it. That's oh, I do. What? Copy and paste, mate. I Are mean, copy mad? and paste. Yeah, obviously. But that's rewriting. You know what I mean? I'm not saying literally rewrite. That's well, crazy. I thought you were like, talking like four yeah. words for word. I'm like, like or something. Okay. Something. Not when copy and paste exists. That's crazy. Why would I completely yeah. rewrite it? No. Well, you are, Linda. Right, all right. Look, just because I like to turn things label front doesn't make yeah, me yeah. all the way crazy. All right. All right. Just a bit. <laughs> just a little bit right well thank you so much this was a lot of fun rick uh thank you so much for doing the uh podcast did you have fun today i did i'm absolutely gutted because i'm still thinking about this i didn't get to finish the 10 second the, the 45 second 10 question mark. it's all right i'll have you back at some point and you can have a chance to redeem yourself is that all right yeah yeah i'm gonna literally just fire it off next time no, you just got. You know what? The trick to it is literally say the first thing that pops to your mind. Don't think about it too tough because then you just it, it gets stuck in a spiral. Then, Linda, I have no filler. Do you know how bad that is? <laughs> just to wheel stuff off. Like, oh, I'll with, make the questions when, extra interesting next time. Then I'll get you in some trouble. I'll try and get point, you cancelled. Yeah, for the for the first. You know, well, I think one of the questions was, "What do you do um, on the night before you go to bed?" Is that the question? Yeah, the last thing you do yeah. before you sleep. My first initial response before I had to correct myself was masturbate. That's where we're at. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's but not cancelable. Like... That's that's relatable. <laughs> You're <is> right. <laughs> right. Well, is there anything that you would like to promote or let the listeners know about? Um. Well, obviously, I'm part of a big battle rap group thing called Premier Battles. Um, we are launching a a new night in June for artists in Manchester. Well, not just for Manchester, but just for artists in general. Um, come tune in. It's going to be, you know, I should have had this ready really as well, but I'm useless. <laughs> I've not done it because I've been talking rubbish and now I'm like, oh my God, I've got to try and find it really quick. Uh, oh, now I feel under pressure. And pressure. Well, if it helps, a lot of this will be in the description as well. Awesome. Well, my Wi-Fi is not working, which is even better now because it's making life a little bit easier for me. Mm, nice. Are you talking about the... Right. How do you even say it? Is it man-murked? Yeah, Because there's X's in yeah, there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So man-murked um, is where we're going to be. Uh, what did I say where it was? Off the square. Oh, my God. Linda, honestly... You're a dream come true. Honestly, you're shit exactly. at this. You are terrible I at promotion, am. Rick. This is why Bracey does these things. I just stick to the photography and doing the market and stuff, making it look pretty, and he just does everything else because it's exceptional. Right? It's a good do you mark. want me? Do you want me to do? Do you want me to give your uh, your promo a go? Let's see what I can do off the top of my head. Yeah, I bet you'll do it better than I will. Probably right. So Rick Charles, great photographer. You can find him at Rick Charles Media Services on Instagram. Is that your your handle? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, also part of Premier Battles. You can find all information on battle rap stuff at premierbattles.club. Uh, there is a new um, on beat clash performance type thing launching called Man Murked, and the launch event will be on the 9th of June. 
You can find out more information on that by following at Premier Battle on Twitter. There'll be loads of information on there for you to find, including some flyers that I'm sure Rick has had a hand in helping to uh, to design and make look pretty. Um, you can also find out more about uh, Mosh Records. Yes. We'll also be launching very soon with gigs or events happening at Off the Square in Manchester, same as Man Merked. Well, just question. It is man-marked. Man-marked. Okay. There's X's in there, so I had absolutely no idea how to pronounce that. Man-marked. Okay, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Loki. You're hired. You're hired. Well done. Yay! Woo! Promo. Um, But all this information will be in the description, so please please ignore Rick's failed attempt and my blundering attempt at yes. promoing you can find all these details loads of links and stuff for you to follow in the description box so please do have a look there um if you liked this episode please share with a friend and go check out previous episodes please also give us a rating on itunes so we can reach more listeners five stars please if you will and you can check out my twitter at linda Shapoopy to see what i'm up to and make sure you follow at pot of mercy on twitter and instagram please do remember to send any issues that you'd like advice on on another quandary corner episode to quandary corner at gmail.com that's q u a n d a r y corner all one word at gmail.com and i'll see you in two weeks Bye. Bye.